The New York Islanders got the 2023-2024 NHL season off to a positive start with a win over the Buffalo Sabres. We have our key takeaways, including another great Brocktober start, but some concerns as well. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sartre tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. And you can find us now on SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just do a search for Locked On Islanders. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Lots to discuss after the Islanders' exciting 3-2 season-opening win over the Buffalo Sabres. We're going to break down the game, talk about what went right, also what they need to work on, and hey, it is Brocktober as if we didn't need any reminding of that. But first, if there's something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, feel free to email us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all things Islanders throughout the season, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So join me for instant insight and analysis. It's always great to talk Islanders hockey, game time or any time. Well, the long-awaited, and I do mean long-awaited, season opener has come and gone, and the Islanders pull off a 3-2 win over the Buffalo Sabres. And, you know, this game really sort of, I think it highlighted in many ways who the Islanders are and how they're going to win hockey games this year. It really was, uh, you know, there was a lot of things we can glean from this game. Uh, Let's start by... It's always good to win your season opener. There's no way around that. It had to be uh, a, a concern. You know, so many games early on this schedule are at home. As I spelled out every day, as you may remember, on Friday's show, 
many of the opening games, uh, four out of the first six, for example, are against non-playoff teams from a year ago. When you combine the home ice advantage early and the opponents who have not made the playoffs last year, you got to sort of get off to a good start. And it looked like that's exactly what the Islanders were going to do when they took that early 2 to nothing lead and then gradually Buffalo getting back into the game, tying it at two before Casey Sezikis comes up with the game winner. And to me, there were a lot of positive takeaways from this game for the New York Islanders. And... You know, let, let's start with what may be the most obvious, happy Brock Tilber, Brock Nelson, with a goal and an assist. Originally, the second Islanders goal was credited to Brock Nelson, but uh, we, you know, replays showed that Kyle Palmieri contacted that puck, and therefore he got the goal, but Brock Nelson still finishes the season opener with a goal and an assist. That is his sixth goal in a season-opening game, so Brock Nelson, again, always seems to shine in October, hence the Brocktober uh, moniker that we Islander fans often give to this month, and uh, he continued to just show what he could do. A solid, solid game, and again, what we see is the line of Nelson, Engvall, and Palmieri being the most consistent and best offensive line for the Islanders. And that's just where things left off uh, last season and in the playoffs. You know, from the time Engvall was acquired at the trade deadline, that Nelson, Engvall, and Palmieri line really got the job done. And, and, and you know, we saw Engvall, who had an assist. Uh, Palmieri had a goal. Nelson had a goal and an assist. But, you know... Engvall used his speed on that assist to to set up a goal and his long reach. And he he is not the most physical of players. There's no question about that. Did not record a hit in this game. But he does other things like the speed, like the long reach, that sort of make up for that. And his chemistry with Brock Nelson... And Kyle Palmieri really did help set the tone for the offense in this game. And that it was that line that basically gave the Islanders the early 2 to nothing lead. The other thing that was encouraging uh, certainly was seeing Matt Martin lead the team in hits with five. He had five. Cal Clutterbuck was next with four. But... And, and Matt Martin also stepping in and defending his teammates when necessary. Didn't drop the gloves, didn't take penalties. In fact, the Islanders only took two penalties in the entire game. But the fact that, you know, with Ross Johnston no longer on the team, a lot of fans understandably concerned, who's going to stick up for the guys? We can't allow our team to get pushed around. Well... Matt Martin certainly answered the call, had five hits to lead the team, and also, you know, stepped in when he was on the ice during one little uh, shoving match during uh, the game. So, hopefully, you know, Martin showing 
that he is going to at least initially step up and play that role. The other area to me that was oh so vital was the face-off circle. And look, J.G. Pajot winning 10 out of 12 face-offs in this game. Casey Sezikis, 9 out of 11. And Bo Horvat, 15 out of 26. So he had only, and I'll put that in air quotes, a 58% uh, face-off win percentage. Heck, even Pierre Engvall won both of his face-offs that he took. The only player who took a significant number of face-offs and wasn't solid in the face-off circle was Brock Nelson, and he was just 6 out of 13, so just one below, breaking even in the game. So the Islanders getting that puck and you know, getting possession of it, which is important. And then, look, let's face it, Ilya Sorokin stepping up big time, 26 saves in 28 shots, but it's not always the number of shots. It's when you make big saves, and he made some that bailed out mistakes by his teammates, and stopping those high-quality, high-danger shots, Sorokin did that. And let's face it, this is a microcosm of the formula that this team is going to use for most of the season to win hockey games. They're going to be a a defense-first team. They're going to try to score three or more goals and hold the opponent to fewer than three goals. And, you know, that's what they did. The, The defensemen did, at times, step up and try to get more involved in the offense. Uh, both Adam Pellick and Ryan Polak had assists in the game, but overall, the tight checking, slow down the opposition, win the moderate to low scoring game with just enough offense and, and great goaltending backing up the defense, that is the formula for this team to win until they prove they can do it some other way. And uh, needless to say, it was encouraging to get the W Uh, despite (coughs) kind of putting your foot off the gas after getting off to the good start. All right, we have got a lot more to discuss. We're going to talk about our hero and go to the game, plus, you know, some things this team does need to work on to improve, and we'll have our Islanders' birthday of the day. All that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Hey, if Matthew Barzal scores a hat trick or the Islanders win the Stanley Cup, those are exciting things. And if you want to win 100 times your money, play daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app. These are all possible scenarios for this season. But to have a chance at winning big, you need to play daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper. Sleeper is the official daily fantasy hockey app of the Locked On NHL Network. It's our top choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. And with Sleeper, you could win 100 times your cash in daily hockey fantasy contests. So whether you go for Brock Nelson in Brocktober or Ilya Sorokin, or you go McDavid, Ovechkin, Crosby, you, all you need to do is pick more or less on stats for these stars or any player. Choose stats like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more. You heard me, Islander fans. 
100 times payouts on sleepers. So start paying attention and get your picks right so you can win big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposits. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See sleepers' terms of use for details. So, our hero and our goat of the game. Uh, it's easy to to pick the hero. I think, you know, you could go with Casey Zekas. He had the game-winning goal. You can go with Ilya Sorokin for keeping the team in the game. But it's tough to not pick Brock Nelson as your hero of the game. He scored a goal, had an assist. No one had, no one else on the Islanders had two points. And, you know, the other thing is he just played a smart, consistent hockey game from start to finish. Go to the game, you know, it's kind of tough. You don't want to be negative uh, after a game, especially a win. But I'm going to go with Noah Dobson as my GOAT of the game. Why? Well, Dauber again, had a a couple of giveaways. He was on the ice for both of the goals allowed in this game, and he just does not seem to have the uh, improvement yet. And again, it's one game out of 82, so we're not going to panic here and jump to conclusions, but the improved play in the defensive zone that we were hoping for did not seem to materialize in those two giveaways or bad defensive plays that led to both Buffalo goals. You know, that, to me, earned him the GOAT of the game. But hey, if you have a different opinion, a different hero, a different GOAT, feel free to comment on YouTube uh, or email us. And uh, always great to hear from fans as to your opinions. Wanted to talk a little bit about the top line, because the top line uh, of Bo Horvat, Matthew Barzal, and yeah, Simon Holmstrom ended up being the third player on that line. I have mixed feelings about the way that line played. The good news is that even though they didn't score, Bo Horvat had eight shots on goal in this game by far. You know, eight out of the team's uh, 29 shots. It's a nice, solid percentage there. And impressive. The downside, though, maybe out of those eight shots on goal, one was a high danger kind of a chance. A lot more of them from the perimeter. I think when it comes to Simon Holmstrom, starting on that line, uh, he didn't look out of place necessarily. But I still am not convinced he's the guy to to fit in on that line. We know he had a golden scoring opportunity and ended up passing the puck. And you look at Holmstrom's stats for the game, no shots on goal. You know, nobody on this top line scored at all. But no shots on goal, no hits, one takeaway, one giveaway in a little over 15 minutes of ice time. Again, we're talking about one game out of 82. His speed allowed him to keep up with Barzi, and I think eventually that could be an asset. But 
I am concerned about the fact that Holmstrom, throughout this game, almost did not appear in the box score in any meaningful way. And he had a grade A, or maybe, let's say, an A-minus scoring chance, and instead tried to pass the puck. And, you know, again, Lane Lambert defending Holmstrom. Holmstrom looked good with them, Lambert said. He was hunting pucks down and creating some turnovers. I thought he made some good passes and good plays. I'd like him to shoot a little bit more, but certainly I thought he was complimentary to those guys for sure. So, you know, again, you want to see a little more from Holmstrom offensively. You want to see him be a little bit more aggressive, but... It wasn't a terrible performance, but it wasn't a memorable performance or a solid performance necessarily by that top line. And I'm starting to wonder, after all this time, whether or not uh, this Barzell, Horvat, and Holmstrom line, or whoever ends up playing with Barzi and Bo, when do you start admitting... This is really your second line because Nelson, Engvall, and Palmieri is by far your most consistent and most productive line. If you go back to the time that trio was put together, which, if, if I'm not mistaken, was maybe two or three games after Engvall made his Islanders debut, they have been by far the best trio on the ice in almost every game they played in. And, you know... Barzal was missing, obviously, during the regular season stretch and then playing hurt. I like the fact that Horvat had eight shots on goal, but again, uh, that top line needs to be more productive. And while I'm glad to see the strong play, you know, having eight shots on goal, and Barzal had three shots had his moments at least was shooting the puck a little bit more often. If he's going to get three or four shots on goal a game, I think that's a, a step in the right direction and should lead to him being more productive. But uh, overall, you know, still a few more things that you want to see that top line do to be more consistent and more productive. By the way, little little trivia uh, question, couple of trivia points. First season opener on home ice, first win for the Islanders since January 21st, 1995, which that was during that uh, lockout shortened season. Uh, But if you think about it, you're talking about, you know, 28 years ago, practically, was the last time the Islanders won a season opener on home ice. And every Islanders player, who was on the ice for that season opener Saturday night against Buffalo, none of them were making their Islanders debut. All 20 players who addressed had played for the Islanders before. So uh, when Lou Lamorello said he was bringing back that gang, he absolutely positively was, you know, spot on because all 20 players who dressed for this game have already played for the Islanders before this year. So, you know, that's where it was. And again, Ilya Sorokin, what what more can you say? Without Sorokin, uh, no way the Islanders win this game. They The concern is that they did take their foot 
off the gas a little bit after they got the 2-0 lead. And look, Buffalo is a team with speed and skill. Their issue tends to be goaltending, although Levy looked pretty good for most of the game. I, I, I think that overall, what the Islanders need to be concerned with, though, still is putting together a consistent 60 minutes. Look, the other team gets paid too. They're going to have their moments, but you need a little more consistency and a little bit better play in your own zone. All right, when we come back, we will talk about the things this team needs to improve upon. There's still a couple of more of those, plus our Islanders' birthday of the day, uh, a current Islanders player who... Uh, just turned 32 on Sunday. So let's see if you can guess who that is. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not burning cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. So, some areas of concern. Let's start with the obvious, and we did already mention uh, Noah Dobson's poor play in his own zone. But the other area of concern is the power play. They were, again, an offer, and that is a bit of a concern. Look, they didn't look terrible. The power play did not suck the life out of the Islanders. They went 0-3. One of the power plays ended prematurely when Bo Horvat uh, got called for cross-checking less than a minute into that third power play. But... At least the power play moved the puck a little better, but you still need to see more shots on goal during the power play and some more consistent play over the course of the game. Uh, I, I just did not like that aspect of it. Uh, Got to be better. 0 for 3, and you, you just... Again, you're facing a team in Buffalo that is not known for its great defense. And again, you're basing that reputation largely on last year's roster and, you know, what what is expected of them this year. But still, against that kind of a team, your power play needs to show a little bit more. And then, I, I guess the two penalties that the Islanders did take and the PK was solid but Bo Horvat nullifying a power play and then Adam Pellick taking a slashing penalty in the final 24 seconds of the game that allowed Buffalo to have a six-on-four advantage. I totally understand 
uh, what happened on that play. And there probably should have been a penalty against Buffalo a few seconds before that. But overall, those are penalties that you can't afford to take. And unfortunately, you know, the Islanders did. I liked what I saw from Alexander Romanov. And look, Ryan Polak and Scotty Mayfield, shout outs to them. Four block shots each. But believe it or not, the Islanders forwards only blocked two shots total. One by Cal Clutterbuck and one by J.G. Pajot. And that Pajot line, the third line, I'm a little concerned. You know, they Pajot was a minus one in this game. Hudson Fashing uh, and Anders Lee on either side of him were even. But I'm a little concerned, you know, Pajot... No shots on goal. Fashing, no shots on goal. Lee, two. I, I need to see a little bit more from that line. Again, no need to panic. It's one game. There's going to be different matchups. And that line is going to be more of a checking line than a scoring line. But you just want to see them create a few chances each game, even if they don't cash in on them. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how Lane Lambert plays with that uh, that group and that line. And again, you know, Oliver Wallstrom and Julian uh, Gauthier, they were the healthy scratches on offense. You had Samuel Bolduc as the seventh defenseman. So I guess, you know, when do we see Wallstrom when he gets into better shape and fully recovered from the injury? Do we see Gautier if there is more speed wanted in the lineup? These are all questions that we're going to look to answer going forward. But, you know, overall, other than, you know, sort of taking your foot off the gas, those are my other concerns about the win and the way the Islanders played in it. But overall, a solid, solid performance for the New York Islanders to start the season. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. I'm sure most of you guessed that our Islanders birthday of the day is Brock Nelson, who turned 32 on Sunday. The native of War Road, Minnesota, a first round pick, 30th overall by the Islanders back in 2010, made his uh, NHL debut in the playoffs with the Islanders in 2013 and became a full-time NHLer. In 2013-2014, Brock, 242 career NHL goals, including the one he got on Saturday, uh, 464 points in 759 games, add 25 goals and 46 points in 73 playoff games, all of his NHL career spent with the Islanders, and realistically, his last two seasons have been his best, 37 goals in uh, 72 games in 2021-2022, and then 36 goals in 82 games a year ago, and then a career-high 75 points. We go back and look at one of his better games as an Islander. How about January 12, 2016? No, not in October, but this one played at the Barkley Center. Islanders hosting the... Columbus Blue Jackets, Anton Forsberg, the goalie for Columbus, Tomas Grice, the netminder for the Islanders, and in this game, Brock Nelson getting a hat trick, his 15th, 16th, and 17th goals of the season that year, the third goal being an empty net power play goal, 
Islanders skate past the Blue Jackets by a score of 5-2. to two. And for Brock Nelson in this game, three goals and one assist. So he's in on four of the five goals. He's a plus two. He did pot the game winner and scored three goals on four shots in only 14 minutes and 14 seconds of ice time. So uh, happy Brocktober birthday to Brock Nelson, who continues to shine in his birthday month. Brock Nelson is our Islanders' birthday of the day. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We will have a full preview of the Islanders' upcoming game tomorrow night against the Arizona Coyotes. So a big chance to continue this solid start for the Islanders, who are 1-0 on the season. We know Arizona gave them troubles last year, so let's hope the Islanders can turn that around and uh, beat the Coyotes. But we'll have a full preview of that game on tomorrow's show. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders!